Hi, I'm Pastor Chris, and welcome to Sunday Worship at the Cross Platform Cathedral Church. The Cross Platform Cathedral Church is a digital church using digital means to bring the ancient faith to a modern world. We worship God, learn about Him, form meaningful communities around our faith and the administration of our sacraments. Our Sunday liturgy is designed to offer a communal response to and our participation in the sacred through our offering of praise, thanksgiving, remembrance, supplication and repentance to God Almighty through Jesus Christ our Lord who together with the Holy Spirit is worshiped and glorified. Let's go into the liturgy together as we begin with our opening sentences. The Lord be with you. And also with you. Let's give the Lord our God thanks and praise. Our God is worthy, worthy of all praise and admiration from all his creation. Let us magnify his holy name and give him praise. Let us seek his forgiveness so we may worship him in spirit and in truth. Let us pray for the whole state of Christ's church and the world. Almighty and ever-living God, who in your holy word has taught us to make prayers and supplications and to give thanks for all people. Receive these our prayers which we offer to your divine majesty, beseeching you to inspire continually the universal church with the spirit of truth, unity, and concord. And grant that all those who do confess your holy name may agree in the truth of your holy word and live in unity and godly love. We pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. Give grace, O heavenly God, to all bishops and other ministers, that they may both by their life and doctrine set forth your true and lively word, and rightly and duly administer your holy sacraments. And to all your people give your heavenly grace, and especially to this congregation here present and distributed, that with meek heart and due reverence they may hear and receive your holy word, truly serving you in holiness and righteousness all the days of their life. We pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. We proceed you also to so rules in the hearts of those who bear the authority of government in this and every land, that they may be led to wise decisions and right actions for the welfare and the peace of the world. We pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. Open, O Lord, the eyes of all people to behold your gracious hand in all your works, that rejoicing in your whole creation, they may honor you with their substance, and be faithful stewards of your bounty. We pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. We most humbly beseech you of your goodness, O Lord, to comfort and succor all those who in this transitory life are in trouble, sorrow, need, sickness, or any other adversity. This we pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. We also bless your holy name for all your servants departed in this life in your faith and fear. Receiving you to grant them continual growth in your love and service, and to grant us grace so to follow the good examples of all of your sake, that with them we may be partakers of your heavenly kingdom. We pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. Grant these our prayers, O God, for Jesus Christ's sake, our only mediator and advocate, through the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Come, let us humbly confess our sins before Almighty God. Most merciful God and Father of us all, we, your children, come before you acknowledging that we have sinned against you and our fellow man. We have loved ourselves and our devices more than we have loved you. We have thought and said things that are offensive and against your will and your way. 
we humbly repent and ask your forgiveness for the things that we have done and for those things which we have left undone. Restore us, O Lord, and forgive us, not because we are worthy, but by the merits of Jesus Christ our Lord, who with you and the Holy Spirit reign, one God, now and forever. Amen. Almighty and everlasting God, forgive us of all of our sins and bring us to life everlasting. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Hello and welcome to the 6th day after Epiphany. This is World Mission Sunday and I wanted to lead it to one particular text. The familiar passage of scripture and I know personally from my own experience that whenever we look at familiar passages of scripture we often read it the same way we've always read it and so we lose the perspective of a new dimension of what God is trying to say through that particular passage. And so I wanted to look at John chapter 3 verse 16 here in this World Mission Sunday and it's a very familiar passage. People can recite it by heart. Folks who are no longer in church or who have never been in church know it. You've seen it on signs in football games, John 3.16. You've seen it in wrestling, Austin 3.16. You've seen it everywhere. But I, I want to take a look at this particular pericope, this particular passage in Scripture, so that we can gain understanding on this World Mission Sunday. The first thing I want to point out is, let's read the text right quick. It says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, so that whosoever believes in him will not perish, but have everlasting life. Let's look at that first clause for a minute. For God so loved the world. This World Mission Sunday, I want you to remember that it's not about you. I know this is contrary to popular preaching and belief. I know this is contrary to popular ideology and what we have been taught and all of these things. We we have individualized the salvation of God to the point where we, we say things like, if I was the only sinner in the world, Jesus would have still died for me. And that's wonderful. That's great. I'm not saying it's false. But I, I want to offer a different perspective. Jesus tells the parable of the 99 sheep, the, uh, the 100 sheep, when 99 stayed, but one got lost. And so Jesus leaves the 99 for the one, and we think that's a wonderful celebration of the individual, and how God forgot about the 99 faithful, and he went after the one lost because he cared about the one sheep. Can I offer a different perspective? It's not necessarily, yes, he, Jesus did care about the one sheep. He knows the hairs on our head and all of that. Can I offer another perspective we don't consider? Maybe, just maybe. Not only did he go after the one sheep because he cared about the one sheep, but he went after the one sheep because he cared about the hundred, and without the one, the hundred wasn't whole. In that herd, that one sheep could have been somebody's brother and sister, or sister, and that one sheep, he could have been a father or a mother or a daughter or a son. And so, in that sheepfold, then, somebody was missing their mama. Somebody missing their daughter. Somebody was missing their son. And because Jesus cared about them, he went after the one. 
And so we have to hold these ideas in tension. Yes, God loves you, but he loves the entire world too. And we cannot be so focused on the individual love of God that we forget the corporate love of God. God died for the sins of the world, whether or not they accept him. Whether or not they have their come to Jesus moment, whether or not they come to the knowledge of saving knowledge of Jesus Christ, whether they come to the waters of baptism or if they ever take a communion uh, wafer or a, a cup of juice or wine, whatever they do, however they do, whatever they do, however they do, whatever they do, however they do, Jesus died for them. And so World Mission Sunday, it's sometimes time to look outside of ourselves and say, God cares about them too. And often you will be the instrument of love for someone else. <laughs> I quit. I'm on my way to my seat for the first three closes. For the first close, I want to tell you that God will use you to love them. For God so loved the world that he gave them you so you could love on them because we are the hands of Jesus in the world. We are his extension into the earth. We are his presence in the world. And so that as Christians, we ought to love like Jesus loved, serve like Jesus served, help like Jesus helped. Y'all ain't gonna like this for this one. Get used like Jesus got used. Because at the end of the day, it's not about us. He loved the world. What are we doing to impact the world that he loves? The second part, uh, part of this particular passage says, not only did God so love the world, he loved the world so much, watch this, that he gave his only begotten son. Now that's a level of love that most of us don't understand because what he's telling us in this particular passage is not only is God's love bigger than you, but God's love is sacrificial. Jesus says it like this, greater love hath no man than this that he laid out his life for his friends. I have indeed called you friends. Y'all hear my baby in the background, she agrees with that. She said, we are the friends of God. Israel Hope came out that song. I am a friend of God. He calls me friend because we are friends of God. We are no longer strangers to the covenant. We are no longer sojourners in the kingdom of heaven. I've got citizenship. I've been adopted into the royal family. I am a son. I am an heir. I have God on my side. Sacrificially, Jesus gave himself. No man takes my life, I lay it down and says. Jesus gives his life. God gives his son. The son gives his life. There's a pattern of sacrifice in the Godhead. The Holy Spirit proceeds from the Father through the Son. There's a pattern of sacrifice. Husbands love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself for it that he may present unto himself glorious church. The idea of sacrifice is baked 
into the gospel. And the question is, not only are you willing to look outside of yourself, but how uncomfortable are you willing to get for the gospel? There is a radical, sacrificial component to the gospel of Jesus Christ. And it is all good, but all I got to do is put a couple dollars in the offering plate. It's all good. What I like to do is show up once a month and hand out groceries I didn't have to buy out of my own pocket. It's easy. A month of the work has been done for you. But I've seen people taking entire families to their homes. I've seen people help complete and total strangers. I've seen people do some of the craziest things. And people are like, why did you do it? Because God did it for me. I was that crack addict. I was that home mother. I was that wife cheating on her husband. I was that husband cheating on his wife. I was that co-worker, I was that backbiter, I was that but for the grace of God, there go I where do I get it off not doing for others what God has allowed others to do for me there's a radical sacrificial component to the gospel and on World Mission Sunday, what are you doing that makes you uncomfortable but advances the kingdom? What are you doing that makes you uncomfortable but advances the kingdom? Watch this. Watch this. I'm getting ready to close for the uh, third or fourth times. But he says, number one, for God so loved the world. It's not about you. It's bigger than you. That he gave his only begotten son. Because it's uncomfortable to sacrifice. Sacrifice should make you uncomfortable. It should cost you something. But number three, watch this, watch this, watch this. Here it is, watch this. So that whosoever believes shall not perish. Because a world mission Sunday what we are being invited to is God's rescue mission to the earth. What we are being invited to is God's rescue mission in the earth. And I wonder, I wonder who I do, I do. If we have the same attitude for whosoever, watch me now, I'm almost finished. Because the word that jumps out of me in that particular part of the passage is whosoever. You mean my gay brother, sister, whosoever. You mean my friend that did me wrong and I don't talk to no more, whosoever. You mean my baby daddy and my baby mama, whosoever. You mean the boss that fired me? Whosoever. 
You mean Saddam Hussein and Adolf Hitler, whosoever? You mean Democrats and Republicans together, whosoever? Here's the idea. Whosoever does not exclude people that you don't like. Whosoever, because we talked about sacrifice being uncomfortable. Yes, whosoever, baby. Uh-huh. Whosoever and sacrifice go hand in hand. Because the sacrifice is for the whosoever. Watch what I'm about to tell you. That means that the uncomfortable gospel of Jesus takes you out of your comfort zone. To be the hands of feet in Jesus and the earth is also the thing that makes you confront your own biases, your own predilections, your own this really grabs my gears. Why? Because it confronts you with people that make you uncomfortable. The only situations that make you uncomfortable. The only giving that makes you uncomfortable. Because the uncomfortability of sacrifice comes with how the level you are able to give. But the uncomfortability of whosoever comes from the level of who you're able to give to. And so when we say sacrifice, we're talking about what are we willing to give up? But the, when we talk about whosoever, we're talking about who are we willing to give it to? And I wonder, I wonder how many people would lose in the game of life if they had to do it for their worst enemy. At the foot of the cross, at the trials of Jesus, right as he is about to be crucified, the crowd yells out, his blood be on us and our children. To them, they're saying, we don't care if he dies, we'll take the consequences. And Jesus like, I died for you too. You thought you were calling for the blood to take responsibility for the guilt of crucifixion. But really, when you called on the blood, God, I feel you. When you called on the blood, you secured your own redemption out of spite. Because the blood is all I said, our children. Elevation worship said, may his favor be upon us in a thousand generations. And our family and their children and their children and their children. May his grace go before us and behind us and beside us, all around us and within us. But he is with us. Here it is. Here it is. So watch this. So God so loved the world. It's not about us. It's bigger than us. That he gave his only begotten son. Because love is sacrificial. So that whosoever believes in him. Because love is not discriminatory. Shall I perish for one minute? But have everlasting life. The Westminster Catechism puts it like this. 
What is the chief end of man? What is the ultimate purpose of mankind? In other words, why did God create us? Why did God put us on this earth? Why God? Why did you did you do this? Why did you set this up like this? What do what what are you what are you doing, God? And the answer, the answer, the answer. Here it is. Here's the answer. Here's the answer. The chief in the man. The ultimate purpose of mankind is to is to um, glorify God and enjoy Him forever. And here's the here's the point. God does not sacrifice just for himself. He did not send his son just to satisfy the divine ego. What he does is reconcile the world to himself. For the benefit of the world. You talk about having everlasting life. The benefit of the world is the life of the church. The benefit of the world is the glorified of God. God has created a people for himself. God has created a people for himself. God has created a people for himself. The name of this people is whosoever. And the whosoever's can glorify God and enjoy him forever. Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters, I'm glad today that I was a whosoever. That on this World Mission Sunday, Valentine's Day is Tuesday, on this World Mission Sunday, that I'm reminded of the radical sacrifice of the giving of the Son of God. And I too participate in His sacrifice in giving, in loving, and in serving, not just myself, but the world. This World Mission Sunday is a reminder. To love like Jesus loved. To serve like Jesus served. And to do what Jesus did. God bless you. In the name of the Father. In the name of the Son. In the name of the Holy Spirit. Amen. As you reflect on this message, humbly call out to God pleading for him to extend his mercy to a guilty soul like yours. Cry out to the Lord, desperate for salvation. Save me, Lord. I know I'm guilty and I can't save myself, but I ask for a pure heart and a righteous spirit, knowing that I can do nothing without you. I put my trust in the blood and righteousness of your son, Jesus. 
Lord, I plead for salvation tonight in his name. Walk away from this message with faith in Jesus, believing that he will answer that plea. Don't be tempted to seek a false assurance as it often leads to an empty confidence. Put your trust in the Lord alone and cast yourself upon him wherever you are. And if you want to talk to someone about it, we are here at the Cross Platform Cathedral Church. This is online at linktree, L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E forward slash cross platform CC or email us at cross platform CC at gmail.com and we would love to talk to you. We would love to pray with you. We would love to hear your questions and concerns and we would love to be able to be a part of what your journey is towards Jesus. Now let us profess the faith that was once and for all time delivered to the saints, that everywhere and all times and by everyone was believed, saying we believe. We believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all that is seen and unseen. We believe in one Lord, Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten, not made, of one being with the Father, through him all things were made, for us and for our salvation. He came down from heaven by the power of the Holy Spirit. He became incarnate from the Virgin Mary and was made man. For our sake, he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried. On the third day, he rose again. In accordance with the scriptures, he ascended into heaven and he is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead and his kingdom will have no end. We believe in the Holy Spirit the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father, with the Father and the Son, he is worshipped and glorified. He has spoken through the prophets. We believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church. We acknowledge one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. We look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. May the peace of the Lord always be with you. And also with you. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O God, our Father, we come to this time in our worship where we celebrate the mystery of your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. We gather together to be partakers of the unity you share, so that just as Christ and you are one, we may be one with you through the power and presence of the Holy Spirit, remembering the sufferings that Christ endured for us. And now, O Lord, we assemble virtually and physically at this table in unity and in faith, remembering the commandment of our Lord to remember him 
as often as we gather to partake of his broken body and shed blood for us. On the night he was handed over to suffering and death, our Lord Jesus Christ took bread, and when he had given thanks to you, he broke it and gave it to his disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body, which is given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me. After the supper, he took the cup, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them and said, Drink this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Whenever you drink it, do this for the remembrance of me. Therefore, we proclaim the mystery of our faith. Christ has died. Christ has risen. Christ will come again. We celebrate the sacrament of our redemption, O Father, in this sacrifice of praise and thanksgiving. Recalling his death, resurrection, and ascension, we offer you these gifts. We offer unto you this reasonable and bloodless worship, and we ask you, O God, send your Holy Spirit upon us and upon these gifts now offered. Make this here bread, present and distributed, the precious body of your Son, Jesus Christ. Take that which is in this cup, here present and distributed, and make it the precious blood of your Son, Jesus Christ, making the change by the Holy Spirit, that these gifts here offered, both here and every place, may be to those who partake for the purification of our souls, for the remission of our sins, for the communion of the Holy Spirit, for the fulfillment of the kingdom of heaven, for boldness towards you, and not for judgment or condemnation. Amen. A miracle has taken place. I believe. The gifts of God are for the people of God. Take them in remembrance that Christ died for you and feed on him in your hearts by faith with thanksgiving. Take the bread, the body of Christ, the bread of heaven, and let us all eat together. Amen. Take this cup, the blood of Christ, the cup of salvation, and let us all drink together. Amen. Let us pray. Father, we thank you for the sacrament of our redemption. As we partake of this supper, we praise you and we bless you. Nourish us, feed us, keep us, sustain us as we go from here into the world that you have created. Amen. Now, may the peace of God and the God of peace, who brought again from the dead our Lord Jesus Christ, the great shepherd of the sheep, by the blood of the eternal covenant, equipped you with everything good that you may do his will, working in us, which is pleasing in his sight, through Jesus Christ, to whom be the glory forever and ever. Amen. Go in peace to serve the Lord.